0: If you get the person interested enough, they'll do their own research um, and there's enough stuff out there for them to, to work that out pretty quickly. And I think if if they go down that road, they'll be even more impressed um, with, with that approach than the latter.
1: Because they will do their own research by getting intrigued.
0: Correct. Correct.
1: Good play. <laughs> That's why he's the best salesman.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, wake up.
2: Welcome to Wake Up With Focus, your home to learn all things digital, marketing, content, branding, and business development, finding out what's gold and what's old in the world of digitalization, hear from industry leaders, and discover how to market to those who matter most to your business with your host, founder of Focus Recruitment and Focus Media, Belinda Agnew.
1: Our guest on this episode is Gavin Rubenstein, who is on everyone's radar right now as a beacon of success. Carrying 15 to 20 listings at a time, in the last 12 months, Gavin has sold 283 million worth of property. He's named Ray White's top salesperson in New South Wales five years ago at just the age of 24. Today, he's on track to break a long-standing record with five years in a row at the top. From what we see on social media, for Gavin, it's the glamorous life of real estate, soon to be launching a TV show on Amazon, which we will talk about shortly. Welcome, Gavin Rubenstein.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: We're excited to have you. So let's just jump straight into the first question. So let's say you're at an event or a dinner or a lunch, let's just say, and you were sitting at a round table full of people. And let's say someone asked you a question and this someone was someone you wanted to impress. And they asked you, hey, Gav, what is it exactly that you do for a living? What would you say to that?
0: I'd probably do the opposite of what most people would do, which would be wanting to impress them. I'd I'd probably take the approach of um, playing it down as opposed to playing it up. Um, And I think most people in in certain positions, you know, um, let's say of success, of achievement, or power, whatever you want to call it, um, usually have people trying to impress them, and it becomes mundane after time. So I've just always um, created habits of... Doing what other people don't do, and I think people appreciate different. Even if it's not great, if it's different, it's refreshing. Um, and and you've got a good chance of it working. So instead of trying to talk myself up or beat on my chest or kind of do what. Um, you know, a typical say real estate practitioner would do in that scenario. Um, I'd probably you know do the opposite and hope that that sparked enough interest for that individual to research um, and identify what I what I kind of do and the value I bring on on his own kind of basis.
1: So, what would you say? Um, What's the pitch?
0: I sell houses,
1: and then you would go in deeper on the conversation. Probably if they not. Ask
0: what type. Ta- no, probably not. Um, you know, I sell I sell real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, just a real estate agent. Got my own office. I don't even know if I would get into that. Um, but I've been doing it for a long period of time, and you know, I, I love what I do. As opposed to, I'm the number one agent in the Ray White Group for the last eight years, and was the number one principal. <laughs> you know, in the first year competing in that category, like I, I, I guess the way in which I market myself needs to send those messages, but in Reality and face to face—that's not my game, and that's not the that's cards not the that approach. I play. Yeah, I think um, if you get the person interested enough, they'll do their own research, um, and there's enough stuff out there for them to, to work that out pretty quickly. And I think if if they go down that road, they'll be even more impressed um, with with that approach than the latter,
1: because they will do their own research by getting intrigued.
0: Correct. Correct.
1: Good play. <laughs> That's why he's the best sales fan, right? (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we love marketing and personal branding and everything around content. And we know from Mr. Gav, you are one of the best in the game when it comes to content creation, truly. You've inspired us even with our stuff. uh, Your stuff is just incredible. So how would you, I guess... What advice could you give somebody that's starting out in a personal brand or creating some type of brand, whether that's in their business or personal life, what advice would you give this person who is afraid to show up online? Because a lot of people show uh, another mask, I would say. They're not really authentic to themselves. Sure. And I know, obviously, you have a few masks that you show up online. Sure. So- how would, what advice yeah would you give somebody that's afraid to show up online to be their true authentic self?
0: Well, I think you nailed it. Um, you know, you've got to be authentic um, and you've got to enjoy the, the stuff that you're doing and the content that you're putting out. Mm-hmm. Um, You also need to make sure that it kind of ties in with the message you're trying to send and you've got to ensure that that message is consistent. Uh, because I feel today more than ever, people can, uh, you know, smell bullshit from a mile away, and if they can pick up that there's an inconsistent message being sent, you, you're probably going to lose, you know, credibility. Um, other advice would be if you're afraid to put something out because of how people will respond. This, uh, you know, social media 2020 and beyond probably isn't for you, you know, like hide in a little room and, and wrap yourself up in, in in bubble paper, you know, and expect not to take any sort of criticism or negative feedback with regard to what you do. I think it comes with the territory. If you're going to build any sort of noteworthy following, you're not going to impress a 100 of a 100 people. Um, you want to aim to impress as big a portion as you can, but I think you should go into it- um, Just trying to impress yourself and be happy with it. And that ties in with being authentic. And I think so long as you do that and it sends, you know, a consistent message, you're going to be good.
1: So let's just say somebody swears a lot or a ton. Right. Do you think this is something they should stop doing if they wanted to create – a huge impact or a huge brand online? Because a lot of people are kind of umming and airing. like Gary Vee, he swore a ton, yeah, but now he doesn't.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Look, I think, I think it's interesting. You know, what's great about him is, is he learns to adapt. Um, and I don't think there's one set algorithm, you know, or formula that is right and correct. I feel that, um, you got to be yourself and you've got to do what works. And I think he would have worked out and identified because he's phenomenal at paying attention to the patterns that, hey, if I swear just a little less and just turn that down slightly while still being authentic within myself, I'm probably going to benefit more in the long run. And, you know, he just adapted that to to his game. And I think he's great at doing that. So definitely it's the, the content journey is – That's part of it, is going through what works, what doesn't, what engages well, what doesn't, what do people really like, what do people really hate, Mm. um, and turn up and turn down certain aspects while always still remaining authentic to yourself.
1: Great answer. Uh, I think it's important for people to understand uh, the difference between being authentic and also showing up online in a different way to create a fake or false environment. Um,
0: well, you went so um, going- you, you went political with uh, you know a post recently, and you found you had an overwhelming response to that. What was that like? Which one? The um, the Trump stuff.
1: Trump, yeah, that was that bad. Was, that was interesting. Yeah, I got three hundred thousand views on LinkedIn. Wow. And uh, I received that's death threats in emails and death threats in my DM saying, I hope that you become poor
0: wow. and I hope
1: your business fails to post something like this online. That's it crazy. was actually crazy. That's not One man can do that.
0: Yeah. And that's kind of in line with what we're saying because- You know, me personally, I never ever post anything that's like political. Mm. I never post anything that's like religious.
1: I know. I never post
0: like uh, only because even
1: your personal life.
0: Yeah, I mean, post nothing. I post a little bit of personal, but but only because you know I'm not an expert in that field. You know, and I may have my opinions, but everyone's got their opinions, and they're entitled to those opinions. I like to keep the main thing the main thing and talk about and convey. What I do know and what I am good at, you know? Um, so, I, I mean, just like kind of kind of Gary V dialed down the swearing, that was just a, an avenue that I kind of never got into because it, it doesn't really interest me. And so, then it would be inauthentic if I started to just, you know, talk about political topics because I got, no, i got interest in real estate. Do you know what I mean? But it
1: wasn't political.
0: No, no. But it was about um,
1: his work ethic,
0: for sure. But yeah, and, and by the way, I, I loved that post. I, I saw great post. It was cool. It was inspiring. And it's not. I don't know. I've got no real knowledge on the American campaign Neither and Trump I. and Biden and what's happening. And that was inspirational to read just those facts that were rat- rattled out there. And it was cool. Um, but again, you know. You saw the response. You got to it. In terms of me and how how the stuff I put out, I wouldn't go down that road personally, right? Maybe you're braver than me.
1: Because you know that you're going to get hate for it based on reputation or?
0: Absolutely not. Um, Just because that's not consistent with- the message I've been putting out, you know, like I read a hundred quotes a day that I absolutely love, um, and some people like to repost quotes. And so, like you post some great quotes. How many times do I respond to one of your quotes? I'm like, love that, yeah. You know, but I how post many times? And how many times do you see me repost it? Never. Right. And so I do that with a couple of other people. I like to take that kind of knowledge or or that little <laughs> bit of endorphin that I'll get from reading that message and just apply it up in here. But I don't I don't kind of repost it unless it's you know suitable. Not again. Saying there's a right or a wrong way to do it, um, but yeah, pay attention to the patterns and the responses. It could it could help, right?
1: But just just back on that quickly because that's really interesting that you don't repost stuff. Well, you do repost things that people post about you. Yeah, depending. You
0: depending.
1: Yeah, correct. But you don't post things that you love. But wouldn't you want that thing to impact somebody's life by posting that? or is that
0: not where you're at? I mean, possibly, you know, I think um, there's got to be an intention for the post or the content that you're putting out, right? Mm -hmm. And for me, it's just always been um, in a a bag of, is is, my actions today mapping towards my ambitions? And if it's not, you know, I can appreciate things and like them, but uh, you know, I just won't do it, right? So, rightly or wrongly, um, like you say, I don't post a lot of personal stuff. Some things here and there. Um, if there's a correlation towards what I'm striving for, what I'm trying to achieve, yeah. Um, but but overall, I think everyone just manages it differently, and it's what works for you because you built a phenomenal following in a short period of time, right? Mm-hmm. And your content really works for you well in terms of engagement. I mean, three hundred thousand views on LinkedIn's. Re- That's insanity. It's pretty crazy. I mean, people have millions of followers, don't get that sort of engagement. So, and I'm not saying that doesn't work. What I'm saying is maybe that works really well for you. Do you know what I mean? Well, LinkedIn works well for me. Very well. Very well. I think LinkedIn works really well for you as well. It's great. Um, But you've got to find, it's it's individual. You've got to find what works for you Mm -hmm. and harness it. That's the key.
1: So- Going back to the content, Gav, because I know you do a ton of that and you push a lot of it out on your Instagram and LinkedIn. Yeah. Do you pay for ads?
0: Never.
1: Is it 100% organic?
0: 100% organic, yeah. I've never so, paid for a sponsored ad. Because I don't want to be that like, um, you know, the, the old – perception of what a salesman is, is like a forceful, cheesy, sleazy type, I'm going to shove something down your throat, whether you like it or not, you're going to eat it. Um, And Mm. the approach of sponsored ads to me, which builds engagement and builds following, has a correlation to that, which I don't want. So my view is, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong, it's just my view. Mm. Um, I don't want to necessarily shove myself down or in front of people's faces who don't want to see me. Right or wrongly, I want the people to follow what I'm doing or engage in what I'm doing who want that. Do you know what I mean? And I would prefer, again, rightly or wrongly, I keep saying this, to build that organically over time um, versus the other.
1: But how would you know that they don't want to see you if they haven't seen you?
0: Um, I'm, I'm cliche, you know, what's meant to be will be. If uh, uh, if, if if they're meant to engage, if they're okay. meant to be on the journey, um, if they're meant to appreciate it, pl- please come on. And if not, I'm cool with that too. Um, but so far it's worked. Now the question is could it work better? Who knows?
1: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> of course. If you're paying for ads.
0: You, you build engagement 100%.
1: You could Definitely ten X, but it just depends on how you wanna do that. I think everything's worked for you though, since you you've built your personal brand and your business. Yeah.
0: I mean I got no regrets. Mm. You know, so and I think that's um I get asked a question a lot, you know, what would you tell your younger self or what would you do differently? And, you know, I'm sure you get asked that question too a lot. Answer that question is zero.
1: Yeah, nothing. Like
0: there, there ain't anything that I would do differently in my mm. professional career from when I got my first job at McDonald's when I was 13 years old, you know, to my first job in real estate at 1920s, a personal assistant, you know, till now, um, I welcome everything that has happened and would not have made any different decision if I could do it again, and I'm mm. comfortable with that.
1: No regrets, right? Zero. What's the biggest lesson in that that you've learned out of content creation? Not your hustle, but content creation. Cause you keep showing up online yeah. consistently. Yeah. You're about to launch soon a TV show with Amazon. Be cool that. So there's tons <laughs> of we'll go into that in a little bit. Yeah, yeah, sure. But there's tons of stuff, stuff happening for you yeah. in the PR world. How are you making that happen? What's What's aligning for you in the content world, and why do you keep showing up?
0: Keep it fresh, keep it interesting. Um, no different to the answer to your first question. you know do what what the others are not doing. Mm. Um, pay attention. you know so many real estate practitioners just do the same thing um are not interesting, you know um, I've just always made an effort to be, and I know I've said this to you before, you know, pink elephant, purple zebra, purple cow, whatever you want to call it, Mm. you know, do something, whether it be small or big, to be different and stand out. Um, And for me, I'm never satisfied. Like every single day, it's about getting and reaching new kind of levels, right? Um, In fact, I'm always discontent with where I'm at only because I know it can be so much better and understand the work I need to put in in order to get there. So, you know, I think rule one is I always keep the main thing the main thing. Like I focus on the task at hand. I focus on my craft. I focus on the fundamentals of, of what I do is list great property, sell great property, and and do, you know, a phenomenal job for my clients, provide a fantastic service. And everything else comes as a result of that. You know, I wouldn't be able to put out the content I put out um, without doing that. I wouldn't be able to post... You know, the What It Takes events I used to run pre-COVID without doing that. Um, You know, I wouldn't be an interest of certain people in the media or Amazon to do a TV show on if I didn't do that. Um, And it's just never losing sight of that.
1: And how did the Amazon TV show come about? Was it based on your personal brand?
0: So, yeah, I mean, of course, it was a combination of um, a gentleman had approached me. This is now going back two years ago.
1: Oh, two years in the making.
0: This is TV. This is a different world, so it takes time, apparently. Um, He approached me two years ago. He said, look, I think you have a very good story. Mm -hmm. You know, I like the fact that you've come up in an area completely- um, you know self-made no help from parents no family inheritance nothing like that um you've built almost like an ecosystem a little family if you like in and around you um, and you have achieved things in your craft that you have um and I think it'd be great for TV in fact there'd be a couple of characters that I think you know we could put together and create kind of like a million dollar listing selling sunset type you know show mm-hmm. and I said to him well look um I've had many meetings and conversations like this in the past and no one's executed Right? nothing has eventuated from it. Mm-hmm. So I like what you're saying I think you're onto something but you know I, I'm not the sort of type to get excited. Let's see what you can bring to the table. Mm-hmm. And I also said I, I'm questionable about Australian TV and just the quality of it versus mm-hmm. the quality of the say content I like to put out mm-hmm. um, And he said, let me let me produce like a pilot. And he's like, if you like the pilot, we can start filming. And if you don't like the pilot, we won't get into it. I was like, cool. No expectations, because no expectations, no disappointment. Mm -hmm. He put together a pilot. I was like, shit, this pilot is cool. So this is a dope pilot. This looks good. This could be great. Let's start filming. We started filming. As the filming commenced for this, um, I had just – ended up leaving the office I worked at for 10 years down in Double Bay and opening up my own office. It was quite a tumultuous period in my life. I was housed in a temporary office for like three months while I was building my office and so on. Mm -hmm. Um, And at the end of the first season, they showed it to me and I was like, this sucks. I'm like, it's shitty quality. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, I wasn't giving you guys the commitment and the access to me because what I had going on and it's just not going to represent myself and my brand in its best light. So I'm out. You know, like, let's let's not worry about it. And he was like, look, I, I don't want you to kind of lose faith. I get the direction you want to take it in. I'm working on a few things. I'll come back to you. Didn't hear from him for months. Get a call from him, like, out of the blue just to say, I'm having some really serious conversations with Amazon Prime. I was like, right. That's a bit more kind of up my alley. Yeah. Um. And he was like, look, would you be open to meeting with them? I'm like, yeah, sure, 100%. So I meet this American guy, comes to my office, and um, we had a great conversation. This is now going back six, seven, maybe eight months ago. Um. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, look, we we want to put a lot of money behind this show because we think it can be great, Um. and we'd love you to be a part of it. So back and forward with the contracts, signed the contracts, and we started filming like two, three weeks ago. And this is a whole different ball game. Like, you know, I went from just a random guy following me with a camera to <laughs> a, a nurse coming to my office twice a week, giving me a COVID <laughs> test, because that's like Amazon requirement. Right. Um, to rocking up on set, to these guys like grabbing umbrellas and coming to my car in the rain. And like bringing me bottles of water and makeup artists and, and them spending time with myself and my team for like a month to, to get to know us and, and really dig deep into, you know, the storyline of the characters and um, rocking up on set to like 30 people, cameramans and like the whole deal. So I was like, all right, well, this is this is what I want to be a part of. And, you know, here we are. We're, we're into it.
1: Did you feel like? That's crazy.
0: <laughs> it's pretty cool.
1: That's amazing. Mm. You must be so proud of yourself. Like, from from nothing, yeah, to something, yeah. and to something again, yeah. I mean,
0: to nowhere close to where I feel it's going to be. So, like like I said to you, it's um, it's a, it's a journey, and uh, I genuinely feel that myself and my team are very very far away from where we're going to be. So this, this is another chapter.
1: I was about to ask, do you feel like you're just starting? I don't think a lot starting, of people say that. Starting's I'm not just the starting. yeah. i hate I'm just that. starting.
0: No, no, no. I know. No, no, I'm just I, starting. No, I, was I like what? No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not starting. But I've got a lot, a lot that I would like to do and accomplish, and I'm very far away from accomplishing those certain things. Um, and so that gives me a hell of a lot of energy. You know. Also, got, I got, I'm, I'm turning thirty-three in in a couple of weeks. Like.
1: You're so young. Yeah, I
0: got, I got, I got a lot of dedication, time, time commitment to to give it, um, and think this will be kind of when I really make my mark. Versus previously has been foundation. Now is 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 going to be the time.
1: Do you feel you're in a huge transition in your life at the moment?
0: I just feel like I'm learning a lot. You mm. know, like new business went from managing kind of five people to from next week my little office will have 18 people in it um, and that'll continue to grow mid next year we get additional space to expand mm-hmm. um, you know' but just learning a lot um, and just getting getting better and paying attention and um, making lots of mistakes um, and uh, yeah just being just getting more experience under my belt. not necessary transition, nice. but it's different. it's yeah. different.
1: And going into a question that uh, is on my mind, and I know T will probably want to jump in soon and ask you a question. She's back. (laughs) We cut out a second ago. Um, You're 33.
0: In two weeks. In two weeks. I'm 32 Happy birthday. Tonight,
1: yes. Oh, no way. I'm yeah. 33. Wow. Wow. I was actually here last time on my seconds. last birthday,
0: right? About oh, wow.
1: Mm. There you go. Uh, a lot of Gen Z and Gen Ys, yep. I don't know how much you want to speak on the topic and you could just be super um, simple about it, but uh, a lot of them are coming out quite fast and quite quickly. Yeah. Where do you see the Gen Zs and the Gen Ys sitting? Or you could say millennials as well. You're a millennial. Yeah. Uh in real estate game. Like um, cuz a lot of them are creating content like yeah. yourself, like a few others, they're kind of mimicking what has been done and what works. Yeah. But I feel as though they're not truly being themselves or truly yeah. being authentic to their brand. Silver bullet. Yeah, they they're doing what works, you yeah. know. They they see you, they see Z Real Estate, they yeah. see a few other guys um in New York City. I can't remember his name,
0: Ryan Serhant. That's right, Declan, yeah, yeah, Ryan
1: Serhant. Uh, and you know they're like, well, we can just create content. Let's sure. just get a videographer and let's just create. Yeah. So where do you see that going?
0: Nowhere fast. Um, you know, yeah. like all that glitters is is not gold, and I think, um, you know the biggest misconception is probably watch an episode of real estate Diaries, for example, and you would think that this is like the dreamiest job in the world, you know, to be in real estate, mm-hmm. um and the fact of the matter is it's not it takes if you want to do. And play at this level, you know, it takes a certain personality and it takes a certain skill set. It's an art, not too dissimilar to anything, right? Mm. Um, but but really, you know, I had a conversation with a guy who's just gotten out of the business after like thirty years. He built a very successful business, and he was a selling principal and he owned the business, which is you know probably one of the most challenging um, roles to juggle because you want to grow and help mm. build. Sales agents, but you still want to maintain a high level of sales yourself personally. And he was like, "If I could, you know, lay bricks and make just a little less, he's like, I, I would, I would do that because of what you need to go through in terms of the ups and the downs and the disappointments and the roller coasters mm-hmm. and the rigors of real estate that a lot of people don't know anything about. That a lot of the real estate agents kind of don't." convey or promote. Um, but yeah, it's like, it, it's just a crazy jungle that'll take you to the heights of exhilaration to the depths of depression in like sometimes an hour or less. And the key, you know, that I always reference is having a certain personality type to work from center, you know, to be able to manage that with the same sort of vigor and energy that um, you set out in the first place before you kind of had those mm. those setbacks. Because um, you, you add... The the two factors, which is emotions, you're talking about residential real estate and millions of dollars in the market you know I work in and you put those in the mix and it becomes you see things, you see certain characteristics and qualities and people act and behave in certain ways that you may have not thought Mm. you would ever see. Mm. Um, So you've got to know how to navigate through all, all of that. And I don't think, not everyone, but a lot of the younger guys who- Reach out to me for a job or an opportunity, and I get mm. two to three a day. I'm sure you do too. You know, I don't think necessarily know they understand what it takes, uh, but some do. And it's just about it's like anything; it's about finding the ones that do and just getting them, getting them on for the for the journey and and to help. Like I just employed this guy who had no real estate experience you know, now kind of eight to 10 weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I'd always kind of made a pact that given the pace we work at and the level of service I want to provide to the marketplace, we would always hire people with a level of real estate experience.
1: You said that our last conversation. Right. So that's interesting. Yeah.
0: And I met this guy and I've never looked at a resume like I'll meet someone and just go mm-hmm. straight off vibe. Do I like your vibe? Do I like your attitude? And can, cause skill you can teach, you mm-hmm. know, could you be a fit in this culture of TRG that I'm trying to curate and, and create? And um, I was like, yeah, this guy's a vibe and I think he would be great. And, of course, it takes effort to train him and teach him the basics and the foundations, mm-hmm. but having a look at his growth and the value he's had, like he brought in a $6 million listing three weeks ago, you know, um, that's a, t- a 2% fee, that's $120,000. Mm. You know, what he's costing me a year versus that is – that's a huge ROI, um, so it, it can work. It's just about finding the, the golden eggs, and I can tell you there's not many of them. I don't even know if that's younger generation, older generation, just generally. It's a challenge to find good people and you'd know a lot about that.
1: Oh, 100%. Yeah. People with grit that actually want to do it as Mm. well, Todd. So, Gav, what are your thoughts around a tagline that we overuse at Focus Media, which is content is the new BD and cold calling is out? What's your take on this?
0: Content is definitely the new, um, you know, prospecting method or whatever you want to call it. But um, cold calling is by no means in my world dead. Like I built my real estate business on cold calling which is fun fact that I don't know, you know, a lot of people know. So, you know, my first days were spent in a room or first few years, I should say, I was like a glorified telemarketer. I had the the Teledex, Yellow Pages, had a bunch of information about properties that had sold. And I was just calling strangers all day. And I would then kind of identify a connection with a stranger over the phone and be like, well, you know, I'm going to build rapport with this person. And I'm going to build rapport with this person to the point when that they're ready to sell, you know, we're so familiar, they're going to call me in. And that's exactly what I did. And that's what I encourage a lot of my younger guys to do now. And it works. Like for example, Matt Kemeny, who I was just speaking about, this this young guy who just hired, 20 years old, that listing is from a cold call. You know, he's calling the area, you know, with information so he can give these property owners value, um, he's obviously leveraging off of my name, which helps. And then we're going in, identifying there's an opportunity. And of course, you know, I'm listing it and, and closing it, but without him having doing that activity and making those cold calls, wouldn't it be possible? But I can give you like examples of many, many sales throughout the course of the year that begin with a cold call. Um, so I, I don't know if, if in all businesses, you know, they're irrelevant. They are definitely not irrelevant and a very important piece of of my practice today. So I think you need both.
1: Do you feel that potentially because we are so digitized in our daily life at the moment, everything we do is online. Do you feel we're losing the art of being able to connect with people in terms of not just on this platform, but in terms of picking up the phone, having a meeting face to face? Do you think we're losing our touch?
0: No, I I think, yeah, I think people lose sight of it. And so I always say, like, you just need a combination of everything. You know, you've got to have the digital stuff sorted. You've got to have the practical stuff. Like certain fundamentals and fibers aren't ever going to change. You know, like, and you've just got to be able to read the play and identify what to use and where. I mean, I still, you know, I'm not going to very rarely present an offer unless I'm face to face with the client. You know, um, like like certain things are non-negotiable for me that work for me and you as an individual need to work out what's non-negotiable for you. I love getting in front of someone face-to-face. Like that's that's probably something I prefer over the phone, you know, because I can read reaction. I can read body language. There's nothing, you know, there's no secrets. There's nothing held back. There's nothing being held back. Um, but I think Belinda's right, like different industry, different game. Um, But I think in in deals, there's always going to be that personal touch that is required, that face-to-face communication and interaction um, that will always be more valuable than something digital.
1: No, I I agree. Don't underestimate. I do agree to that because don't underestimate uh, a coffee or a catch-up with someone versus doing it digitally. We won our biggest client – Recently, well, we won them online, but since being in uh, Sydney, they've like tripled their spend with us, just the basis of me being here. So don't underestimate a relationship over a coffee versus digital. 100%. Yeah. We all know that Gav Rubenstein touches all social media platforms, and you have a presence on most. Can you talk to us a little bit about LinkedIn and your experience with LinkedIn in terms of the engagement that you receive on the platform versus others?
0: I think LinkedIn. I think LinkedIn is just a great um, untapped resource, which um, hasn't had their algorithm. Um, corrupted like Instagram has, like Facebook has, you know? And I think um, it's just got potential like you know, 300,000 views if it's going to hit those notes to get phenomenal, um, you know, engagement. And so what I've always said is like, just use the resources available to you, you know, like you can do LinkedIn, you can do Facebook, you can do Instagram. Um, I think the, the content needs to slightly shift per platform. Like a lot of the stuff I put on the gram, I'm not going to put on LinkedIn. Um, you know, but I think if you do that, it can, it can be phenomenal for business, you know, just awareness, engagement, mm. like having people know about what you're doing. I always use this example of old school real estate agent versus new school real estate agent, you know, and the, the real estate agent who knows and understands how to use social media versus, you know, the agent maybe 10 or 15 years ago. Like, how real estate agents market themselves, it's a challenge because essentially we've got to let the community know that we do a better job than all our competitors. We get better prices than our competitors and we sell the most in that particular area. Like we have to kind of beat on our chest at the top of the hill, look how great we are. And so I've always been cognizant of that Um you know, to a point. But in the olden days, if someone got a phenomenal result, they would have to pre social media individually call the neighbors. Like if I sell 10 Smith Street and I got a phenomenal result, I'd have to call 12 Smith Street, 14 Smith Street. Hey, guess what? Did you see 10 Smith Street sold for a phenomenal result? I've got three or four buyers left, and that would build profile and it would be tedious and it would take time and it would take a lot of effort. Not saying social doesn't take effort, but if you put it forward to say the real estate agent who knows social media that builds a following of say 10,000, 20,000 or 30,000, it's like making 30,000 phone calls with the click of one button. I sold 10 Smith Street and that's called upload. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So the power of it today versus what it was, I think we're in a much stronger position if you know how to use it um, to do a lot more damage. And by damage, I mean- you know, spread the word good
1: damage. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, so I think, I think, yeah, it's, it's beneficial.
1: And, and going back, um, to, to Gav, cause we haven't really asked too many questions about Gav and I think you're a really interesting person from where you came from, from nothing. Oh, thank you. Literally oh, from gone. nothing. My to- parents
0: gave me good education.
1: Yes. But what I mean is actually, would you say you're self-made?
0: I don't know if I've had a lot of people help me along the way in terms of like in terms of like support. So like my team, you know, um, Mm. my team has supported me from the beginning Mm -hmm. when I was at the Double Bay office for Mm -hmm. a decade to my team that supported me now. And my Mm -hmm. brother and I are in business together. Um, I talked about this thing before about. Helping your real estate agents grow in your office and also maintaining high levels of sales activity yourself. Mm-hmm. Like to be a top performing real estate agent, your world, your universe needs to be listings, deals, and clients. Like you can't have distractions. You've got to mm-hmm. be a wholehearted specialist. And when you open things up like a business, I mean, we all know distractions come up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, Jared, who is my brother, has been a phenomenal conduit to be able to assist me, you know, to. To do both. Mm-hmm. So, you know, without people like him, like Jerome, who started with me when I was 23, 24, who now runs property management for the Rubenstein Group, um, to Remy, who's my EA, to Oliver, to Kai, to Evan, to Patrick, mm-hmm. you know, to all of these guys who contribute to the strength of what TRG is, um, you know, I couldn't have done it on, on my own.
1: No, we understand that, but you came from nothing. Well, you built that team. It's
0: it's not that I came from. I chose these people. Yeah, but I I had no financial support from. You know, there was no, there was no like. here's fifty grand to help you buy your first property, or you know, here's ten grand Mm -hmm. even as a loan to help start your business, or here's two hundred dollars. You know, to like there was none of that. Mm -hmm. But it's not to say that you know um, my parents were were educated. and they gave everything they had to give us a good education. Mm-hmm. Um, but but outside of that, it was, we're going to give you this and then the rest is kind of up to you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's where we are.
1: But when I say from zero to, to something now, financially, yeah. nothing was given to you?
0: Absolutely not. You don't
1: have any investors right now? Is uh, everything no. No, no, no. 100% bootstrapped? 100%. That's amazing. 100%. So would you consider investors?
0: So when the the, because
1: your face just changed, something's going on. No, no,
0: because when the um when the news came out that I was leaving Double Bay, I you know it was interesting to have a couple of people come out from the woodwork. Yeah, you know to say like certain people who I you know used to be best friends with years ago, who we fell out, who we hadn't spoken in ten years, you know like will bankroll you, will invest, will, um, mm-hmm. you know, will support you and everything, which I, I definitely appreciated. And I thought, you know, that's that intelligent business and there are intelligent business people, mm-hmm. you know, um, to put forward an offer like that. But um, I never want to lose control of me because essentially my business and brand is is myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was in a position to, by the time I started my own gig, you know, i have been working for a, for a decade to be able to do that. So. That's what I did.
1: So you wouldn't consider any investors at this point?
0: No. Nah, what for?
1: To grow. Like if someone was to say, I want to give you $10 million to open up five new brand stores, yeah. not Ray White, mm. would you do it? don't know.
0: Probably you not. Would. I don't know. Probably not. I, I mean, I got offered- You still offered, get
1: vast majority of equity.
0: Yeah, but then you- Which you've got control. But you've got to make it good. And you've got to make it successful, Mm -hmm. Um, and so yeah. And like so, what I'm looking to do in my ambitions, when we talk about our actions mapping towards ambitions, Mm -hmm. I'm looking to to dominate the real estate landscape in Australia, in Sydney. You know, not even I. I, At this point,
1: it's your niche. Yeah,
0: it may change. At this point, I'm Sydney focused, harborside, my suburbs. I want to dominate. Um, And so, if that's not gonna Put me in that direction. It's kind of like not of interest. So it has to, you know,
1: I get it. It has to be aligned with the value that you want, like the outcome, hundred percent. And I
0: love, I love my journey. I love my process, and I I actually love what I do, like listing, selling. I love the deal. Mm. Like I love the fucking deal. You know what I mean, and I love the deal. And, and you you got to you got to love what you do. You got You got to love what you do. You got to yeah. enjoy it. I like the challenges, and I like, you know, particularly at the moment how much I'm being challenged and how much I'm I'm learning. And so, look, I love getting paid well, and money's all great. But you know, to me, I've never necessarily been attached to the specific dollars. I'm attached to the lifestyle. I like mm-hmm. a certain lifestyle, and you need to make dollars in order to facilitate that lifestyle. Um, and you've got to get paid for the value you add, and that's all good. I understand all that. But it depends on your ambitions. And, you know, 10 million bucks to open up offices all over the world right now mm-hmm. is not something that is of interest.
1: So, where do you see your brand going in five to 10 years?
0: Domination. Within that niche. Within within the Sydney real estate landscape. I think I think, you know, what we're building in terms of culture is special. I think it's unique. Mm -hmm. I think it's different to what any other office has. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and I think if we 3X where it's at today, it's gonna be a very, very special operation. And that's all I'm thinking of. You know, I'm not a very smart guy. Like I can only my capacity gives me so much, you know. So like if if i he think is. of i'm He's not just
1: downplaying right so now. if I,
0: if i think of doing too many things i'll just lose
1: yeah, yeah focus yeah
0: and i like to be focus. focus group
1: yeah you, you, you know like what I'm to saying? be focused right <laughs> uh let's wrap it up with a question that a lot of people get stuck on and i just love this question uh if mark zuckerberg the founder of facebook Came to you and said, because you're obviously really big in the social space, um, and said, Gav, I want you to take over Facebook for a day and you have one post to post that's going to reach billions of people across the world. What would that post be and why?
0: Um, It would be... Well, I, I, I really need time to think about like- It doesn't
1: necessarily need to be business related. It could be it personal, be. it for could me, be- for,
0: for me, it'd be business related. I mean, if I had that opportunity, mm-hmm. um, like I said, you talk political, like those are avenues I'm just not, mm-hmm. I have no interest in. Okay. But I have all interest in real estate business, my real estate business and building that. So I would want to send a message, um, you know, to improve, I guess, brand awareness, drive traffic. You know, create more business opportunities to my brand. Yeah, 100%.
1: And would it be a video or a written post? Damn.
0: Probably a written post.
1: A written post over a video?
0: Um, Either or, look, if it was video or photo, we'd make it work.
1: And I've just got one last question I'd like to ask out of curiosity, and I'm sure others would like to know this as well. Everybody knows Gav to be at the top forefront of what you do in real estate, and everybody follows you to be the number one thought leader in real estate, and you're always on your A game. How are you keeping so consistent with that, I guess, presence online? Because that's a pretty big deal. What are you doing to remain at the top?
0: Yeah. I mean, consistency and routine structure. I mean, these are all things that are that are helpful. Um, you know, most real estate agents are consistent with being inconsistent. Fact. Like irrespective of what market they work in, they can work in the, the best, most lucrative market in the country, but they'll have one year that goes like this, and one year that goes like this, and then another year like this. And so. You know, I, again, came into it saying that, um, I wanted to be different and I wanted to be consistent. And so what I've always been just obsessed with, obsessed is progression, you know, getting better. Uh, like, you know, yesterday, today i got to be better than yesterday, like whatever time it is now, Twelve thirty, I got to be better than I was at eight thirty. Um, this half of the year or this year needs to be better than than last year. And you know, I think when you're as obsessed with just getting better, doing better, and becoming better, um, you know, it kind of underpins that. And that's not just for business. It's like I I really want to make, particularly the older I get a conscious effort to become a better friend you know a better brother a better son um, a better a better leader a better employer uh, you know so long as we're just we're just or I'm just getting better um, that's the metric that i pay attention to and so if you go in my office my guys will tell you that you know there's again i like to keep it really simple two or three little charts that i track which are like this month versus the same month last year and how we doing. Right. Um, and then when I meet with them once a week, I meet with my agents, my teams once a week, those are the metrics I pay attention to. And if we're behind, what do we need to do to get in front? You know, because I don't like being behind.
1: How can people find you and reach out to you? What's your handles?
0: Um, so so best kind of method, just shoot me an email, gr at raywhite.com. Super easy. Um, Graham G underscore cool. Rubenstein, surnames are tongue twisted though, so you spell that incorrectly sometimes. So probably just G R Raywires. We'll Rain pop wise. it in the, in yeah.
1: the links
2: below. Yeah, it's
1: awesome. Easy. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks
2: for having me. Good to see you. Thanks everyone for tuning in for Wake Up with Focus. We'd like to say a special thank you to BizPay, our main podcast sponsor. In the current economic climate, maintaining good cash flow is a priority for all businesses. BizPay gives companies the opportunity to hire the professional service. Risk providers they need now and pay later by splitting an invoice into four easy monthly installments. For more information on how BizPay can help you improve your cash flow, grow your business, or attract new clients, please visit bizpay.com. If you haven't already, please subscribe if you enjoyed this episode. And for more tips and tricks on how to propel your digital presence to success, follow the Focus Group on our socials via at Focus Recruitment and at Focus Media Original on Instagram. Connect with us on LinkedIn at Focus Group and at Focus Media or get in touch directly belinda at focus.com.au.